0: Around 100 Thai students based in Taiwan launched a demonstration in Taipei on Sunday to show their support for the ongoing anti-government protests in their home country. This comes after Thai riot police unleashed water cannons and used other forceful means to disperse peaceful protesters in Bangkok on Friday. The students shouted slogans and raised three fingers in a gesture of resistance. They then staged a skit where they splashed each other with blue paint, which symbolized the way the protesters were being falsely accused by the Thai regime. They also condemned the crackdown and advocated reform of Thailand's monarchy in accordance with a democratic constitution. The 2020 Citizen Sports Games, a national competition open to ordinary people, was launched in Hualien over the weekend. As many as 15,000 athletes from across the nation streamed into Hualien County Stadium for the opening ceremony under the leadership of this year's host, Hualien County Commissioner Xu Zhengwei. Both President Tsai and Premier Su were on hand to boost morale and thank participants for observing the government's epidemic prevention measures.
1: The biennial event opened with pomp and circumstance. 15,000 participants from Taiwan's 22 counties and cities entered the venue amid cheers and applause. They were led by this year's host, Hualien County Commissioner Xu Zhengwei. Last year, the Hualien County Government actively sought to host the Citizen Sports Games in 2020. I would like to thank Minister Pan of the Ministry of Education and then Director General Gao of the Sports Administration for their full support, as well as the current Director Zhang, who gave us guidance. I want to thank the heads of all the counties and cities, and even more the athletes from all counties and cities. Because of your achievements, Lien can successfully organise the Citizen Sports Games. Huai'an is a place blessed by gods and our ancestors. We in Huai'an always welcome everyone to come. The ceremony culminated in the arrival of the Victory Torches, which were carried by local speed skaters Yang Kaiwei and Zhang ja. 28 events are now set to begin. Both President Tsai and Premier Su donned sports jackets as they gave pep talks to the participants. Today's athletes range in age from 8 to 86 years old. The Citizen Sports Games is really an event for the entire citizenry. I hope that given Taiwan's effective control of the epidemic, The 2020 Citizen Sports Games will go off with a bang and all the athletes will outdo themselves. I want to thank all Taiwanese for working hard to implement our epidemic prevention measures so that we can adopt a new epidemic prevention lifestyle and have today's Citizen Sports Games. I want to remind all the athletes who have come from different parts of the country that since you've come to Hualien, you must hang around after the competition. Thank you, everyone. I will now announce the commencement of the 2020 Citizen Sports Games. Besides boosting morale, the President also pushed for local tourism. The Athletes' Night successfully wrapped up on a high note. Five days of competition will follow before the closing of the Games on October 22nd.
0: A simultaneous outbreak of the coronavirus and the flu is a frightening scenario, and to avoid it, people of all ages have been flocking to get their flu shots this year. Currently, there are 6 million doses of free vaccines for those who are qualified, and 1.2 million doses that people can pay for at their own expense. However, as the vaccines have been dispensed faster than anticipated, The health ministry announced on Friday that adults between 50 and 64 were no longer qualified to get vaccinated for free. According to a doctor at a local clinic, the stocks will remain sufficient up until the end of the month. Come November, however, there's no guarantee that flu vaccines won't run out. Experts have also pointed out that getting inoculated with streptococcus pneumoniae can help prevent severe pneumonia. Many members of the public have been going for this inoculation instead. The semiconductor industry has long been considered to be a high salary payer. A recent online survey of semiconductor companies' salaries has confirmed this but the results are still not what you might expect. TSMC, which has global fame, pays its employees a monthly average of 51,000 NT, coming in at sixth place, while fabulous semiconductor company MediaTek at 84,000 NT was the most generous employer, ranked number one. Meanwhile, analysts are optimistic that salaries in the industry are set to grow even more despite the pandemic
1: fabulous semiconductor company MediaTek. Tech. Has an 800 ping sports center that helps its employees achieve a work life balance. But it's not just the company benefits that are appealing. MediaTek's average monthly salary of $84,000 NT dollars is not too shabby either. It now tops the nation's semiconductor companies. Meanwhile, the average salary at Taiwan's famed contract semiconductor maker, TSMC, came in sixth place. TSMC ranks sixth. I feel it is lagging behind. I had the impression that it was in the top three. I I had the impression it should be further in the front. After all, it is one of Taiwan's fairly large companies. According to an online platform that surveys companies' salaries, the three semiconductor companies that pay the highest average monthly salaries are MediaTek, Morningstar and Novatech, respectively. RealTek at 71kNT per month came in fourth and Micron at 56kNT per month came in fifth But TSMC, which is highly regarded, only came in sixth place with a monthly average of 51kNT, a ranking that's quite lower than what most people would expect. Analysts attribute the wage differentials to each company specialising in varying levels of the manufacturing
0: processes. The
1: growth in semiconductors is obvious due to the Sino-US trade war and the impact of the pandemic which are major driving forces behind their gains. So in terms of this industry's entire salary structure, I think in future there will be opportunities for wage growth. The prospects look good for Taiwan's entire semiconductor supply chain, despite the pandemic. Analysts predict that demand for laptops and servers will drive growth in the semiconductor market. Demand is expected to continue into the post-pandemic era, and with this, wages are expected to rise even more.
0: Not many of us would think to go to a tailor when we went to buy clothes, but once upon a time, artisans were the prime purveyors of high-end garments and accessories. In today's market of mass-produced clothes, there are still a handful of craftsmen who make custom pieces like the pao, a tight-fitting Chinese-style dress. Today, in our Sunday special report, we take a stroll into the world of slow, made to order fashion that's designed to be treasured for a lifetime.
2: Walking into Wanghua District's Po Historic Block, 76 year old Zhong Chun Zhong stops to snap photos while recalling memories of his childhood. <laughs> Photography is a hobby Zhong developed in his childhood. By trade, he's a professional jeweler. His family has run a gold jewelry shop for three generations. Zhong's day starts as the store's display window is lit up. Under the store's lights, he is bathed in the glitter of gold,
0: jeweler and jewelry each shining resplendently.
3: Those getting married or celebrating mother's and father's birthdays all come here to buy. Business was best at the start of my 20s. Back then, business was the best and my work was never complete.
2: In that era, orders from weddings and birthdays alone were enough that the store had to hire a dozen or so jewellers. Their salaries back then were comparable to a bank manager's. Zhang began making jewellery at 17 and is still at it today in his old age gold is heated to 1200 degrees Celsius until it gives off a milky white light. That light means the gold is soft enough for the jeweler to mold it into new forms. As the mallet hits the gold, a sharp clang penetrates the air. Each strike is made with a deliberate force at a calibrated angle. Chisel in hand, he carves out a delicate pattern. Zhang has spent countless days hunched over a narrow
4: workbench, but not once has he complained of being worn out from his work. If you're doing something out of interest, you'll do it well. You won't feel tired doing it. He sits there all day, and if I ask him if he wants to go do something fun, he just ignores me.
2: Zhang is held as a jeweler with an artisan spirit. It's praised for his level of skill, which is in the realm of art. And even after all this time, he still has a love for the craft that he started with. (sighs) Similarly, dedicated to his craft is 67 year old artisan Chen Zhongxing. Having started at 13, Chen followed in his parents' footsteps, crafting qipao, traditional Chinese dresses, in Taipei's then bustling Da Chen area.
3: if the lady next door wanted new clothes for the lunar new Year, or if there was someone in the family getting married, they would come and have a cheap how maid. In the early days, in the entertainment district, there were a dozen odd cheap shops, and they would each have at least two dressmakers. Back when business was booming, we had five or six dressmakers working with
1: us.
0: This <laughs> is. In the making
1: of a custom
2: pao, the materials and patterns are chosen by the customer. Next, the dressmaker will cut the materials to fit the customer's body measurements. Each dress is highly unique, and it is unlikely two people will end up wearing the same dress.
4: I feel that a good number of people misunderstand the qipao. They think you need to have a nice figure to wear the chipao. Actually, I'm a person who often wears qipao, and I have discovered that qipao is magical in how it adorns the body. If you look closely at its handcrafted elements, you'll see that everyone's qipao is different. We say that Europe is known for its haute couture high-end custom fashion. Well, qipao is the high-end custom clothing of the Chinese people.
2: For a time, qipao and custom-made jewelry were treasured goods in Taiwan. But both began to fall by the wayside in the 1980s, when new machinery ushered in mass production.
3: If you want to mass produce something, then of course you need to make a pattern, which you will do by using a mold. The difference between handcrafted and molded things is, I should say that handcrafted things are much more durable and much more easily repaired. Its lines are more refined.
4: The chi pao's decline was due to the advent of ready-made clothing. Another reason was due to the fact that in the 1960s and 1970s, chi pao were very very tight-fitting. It was popular to wear tight-fitting chi pao then. Well, to be honest, it's really not convenient to move around in such tight-fitting chi pao. In modern society,
2: efficiency and immediate gains are highly prized. Under these circumstances, the processes of traditional artisans can't keep up in terms of speed or quantity. But some argue that such metrics don't capture quality.
3: Have people ever considered that we live in a situation where people are too concerned with immediate gains? Where everyone wants to see fast results? But are those really good results? Sometimes that's not necessarily the case. What we're doing is we're trying to promote what we call slow workmanship, or rather slow work that produces refined workmanship.
2: Ah Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Custom jewelry is unique, and the craftsmen who make them patiently communicate with the clients to fill their needs. This type of closeness between maker and consumer are things that mechanized production can never replicate. Oh, a customer of Chen's for 30 years now, Li Yufeng's closet houses 200 qipao custom-made just for her. On this visit, she's not only here to order a new dress, she's here to implore Chen to go with her to an event held by a qipao enthusiast group. It's Saturday here at Di Hua Street. There's a stage at this bustling center. One by one, these Pao enthusiasts take to the runway to show off their dresses. As a maker of Qipao's, Chen also walks the runway. Throughout the event, close to 100 people participate, making the Qipao fashion show a success. Young people mix with shop owners, together designing a tour of the old street. Qipao shops and tea shops are worked into the tour, Visitors are encouraged to enter the shops and gain a sense for what is local
0: culture.
3: For those interested in artisanal crafts, an issue faced by Taiwan at the moment is the disappearance of the traditional arts. So we need more people to focus their attention on this. The national treasures among us are inside the alleyways.
2: Taiwan's artisans spend their entire lives focused on doing one thing well. These crafts that are born out of time and reflection are the fashion items of everyday Taiwanese
3: people. One customer talks about it to another customer. They wear their chi-pao out for the joy of it. If Taiwanese wear chi when they go abroad, people see it and tell them, your clothes, that chi-pao is so beautiful. People used to say that wearing gold is old fashioned. I told customers it is also possible for old fashioned to be beautiful. Handcrafted things have a handcrafted feel to them. Something that's a bit off kilter can also be beautiful. It's different from the rest.
2: Always transforming and always improving, craftsmen work with nothing but their hands, keeping the flame alive for local traditional arts.